This is Business Growth Radio Solutions on Demand, show 4.11, or chapter 11 of our book, Owner is Executive. And um, the title for this chapter is either Capacity Equals Sales or Sales Equals Capacity. It doesn't matter because we're going to be talking about both today. I'm your host, uh, William Eastman. I'm Managing uh, Director for GrowthWorks Media. And you are listening to WNTW 820 AM or 92.7 FM the answer. So good morning. Um, I had an interesting uh, long week this week up in Toronto, Canada, helping a client uh, secure some more financing. And one of the things that we're going to do in today's show is not only are we going to talk about the topic area, and obviously I'll take you through all the places you need to be on the website, uh, but also I'm just going to a couple of insights. And one of the ones I'm going to talk about through the show is this idea of being opportunistic versus planned opportunism uh and don't mind me i got in at two o'clock this morning from toronto and uh the day started slow but you know as soon as the the on-air sign goes up and we're live i'm suddenly revitalized and so i'm dealing with a client who has been very, very good at being opportunistic and taking on business. And the challenge with that is if you look at the phases of growth within your company, uh, in the early stages when you're, when you're trying to get enough cash to stay in business, improve the business idea, you take anything that comes along. If even remotely you can do the work, you're going to take it on. Um, either knowing or not knowing doesn't matter whether or not it's going to have any margin to it, especially if you haven't done it before, you don't have the right people, the equipment, etc. And more than likely, that business is all revenue and very little to any margin. Well, some part in your growth process, you realize that you just can't keep doing that because you're busy, but you're not making money. And so you got to make the transition over to planned opportunism. And what that means simply is you got a very, nar- not a narrow, but let's say a very clear idea about what business fits what you do and what it doesn't fit what you do. And then from that, you avoid the things, unless you're just absolutely dying for money, you avoid the things that you shouldn't be doing. <clears throat> and typically that is how much friction does it create in your system? In other words, you built these systems. Um, can you do this without having to relearn it, buy new stuff, uh, employees that don't know what they're doing, etc. And So I was just sitting in Toronto for four days uh, helping them with financing, and we've been pretty lucky. We've, we're right now working on a $3 million capital investment. At the same time, we're looking at probably securing about $300,000 in a line of credit financing plus uh, factoring uh, accounts receivable. So we've been able to change the financial situation, but what struck me was if the owner doesn't change their mindset about grabbing anything, the odds that this is going to work out long-term are pretty slim. So anyway, that's just a, a thought I had. I'm, I'll probably weave it into the conversation. But since this season four is about owners executive and helping owners kind of change how they their mindset, because if you don't change how you look at the business and what your role is in the business, then every day is Groundhog Day. Um, I'm going to weave that into today's presentation. So uh, let me start off by doing a couple shout outs uh, to my partner, uh, Stephen Cohen, uh, for some assistance with the with the account up in Toronto yesterday. He is both the president of Greenmark Consulting Group uh, and uh, BCLS Landscaping out of uh, Ashland, Virginia. So if you are, especially if you're a commercial company looking for a great landscape company, then uh, giving BCLS a call would be uh, make some sense. Then, of course, our regular contributors to the show, that's Andy Schulich at Metamorphosis Management Consulting. Uh, that is Ben Meredith at Ben Meredith Consulting. Uh, Ben is a CRM expert and really helps in automating the sale, marketing and sales prices, uh, process. Andy is a, offers full feature management consulting, but his background is as a process engineer. And then there is Nelson Phillips at Financially Fit uh, Business Solutions. And Nelson does for clients here in the greater Richmond area what we were doing up in Toronto uh, in terms of finding money to keep the business either going or grow it. Uh, so with that, what I'd like to do is shift over now to my partner, Crime, who is now working remotely from me, 
and that's Miss Tracy Lynn. Good morning, Tracy. Good morning. How are you, Bill? Well, an hour ago, that was uh, touch and go. <laughs> you told me that you didn't get a lot of sleep last night, but you sound great. Well, thank you. I, an hour ago, I would have said, wow, maybe we ought to do a recording, but I hate doing a recording. I think in the year we've been working together, we've done one, right? Yes, we have done only one. So I, I'm, I'm going to kind of keep it there, keep it to one. So sorry I'm not in the studio, but I needed that extra hour to get my brain kind of reset. On, yeah, I've got to work this morning. Yes, well, you sound good, so um, it's hard to tell if you're live or, or you know, Memorex. Memorex, that's right. You sound, you sound right. great. Memorex tomorrow on Saturday. Okay. Hey, yeah, as a matter of fact for everybody, if, if Friday it's live, if it's Saturday it's Memorex, there'll be a recording. Uh, and we're on the same time at NTW, 820 and 92.7 on Saturdays at the same time, so you can get a rebroadcast of the show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Tracy, and thanks for your help this morning. Anytime. Thanks, Bill. All right, so now let me get you queued up to where you need to be because there are a couple ways you can uh, do business with us. One is you can be passive in your interaction with the show, and that means that you start with our website. So that is growthradio.biz, growthradio.biz. I've just gone there. There's a lot of stuff on the site, but what I want to fe- I want to bring to your attention is how do you follow the show? So first of all, go to podcasts, and if you click that, what you'll see is today's show. Now, obviously, the recording is not there. So you see Chapter 11, uh, Capacity Equals Sales. Uh, so we don't have the show, up, the uh, recording up yet. We will in a, probably an hour after the show. So by 11, it'll be up. Then if you scroll down, you'll see the other 10 shows that made up Season 4, Owner is Executive. And if you scroll down to the bottom, what we've done is we've archived uh, all the previous shows from 2018. So season one, if you're at the bottom of the page, season one, uh, and by the way, all of these are archived on SoundCloud. So if you click season one playlist, you don't have to do that right now. But if you were to click that, it would take you to our playlist. And our first season was uh, Stop Leaving Money on the Table. The theme was about increasing revenue in the business by how you're branding, marketing, selling, and offering service. And given the upturn in the economy, we were talking about the fact that uh, there's a, there was a lot of pent-up demand. Take advantage of it right now. The deals you couldn't close a year ago are closable. Season 2 podcast, uh, which is also on SoundCloud, the theme was it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And the focus here is on profitability, or the way we did it is the focus here was on costs so that we could handle profitability. That's because profitability is the end result of how well you control your processes and uh, and manage your margins. Then season three, which started in uh, September, season three, that playlist uh, had to do with our theme of winning the talent war. As the economy is growing, one of the impacts of that growth has been a very, very tight labor market. And what do you need to do to win the talent war? Because nobody has a nursery out back where they're growing employees. The good people are working for somebody. They're just not working for you, so what do you need to do about that? And though the first three seasons were all about things that you could do, it was a task-focused programming. This season is now about the owner's mindset. And so mindset is absolutely critical because if you don't change how you think, you're not going to change how you act, and therefore you're not going to change how you lead or manage the company. And that was my analogy with... The lessons I learned uh, in Toronto, just watching what we were trying to um, unmingle all of the dollars and everything that they've been doing, <clears throat> and the reason for that was they were being incredibly opportunistic, and they've got an incredible business model. However, and I say that however very strongly, however, they, um, they can't keep doing it because this money that we're getting them um, – is ultimately going to be their demise if they don't change where they're going. This is a great transition point. All right, so what is this season about? What's this show about? Well, if we go back to last season, by the way, show notes. So if you're on our podcast page and you scroll back up, right under season four shows, everything that is, every, everything that is live for the season is here. 
Uh, we don't have the broadcast up yet, but if you click show notes, show notes will take you to our blog site and will take you to actually what we're going to discuss. Every show that we, we do, we have a set of show notes so you can follow along. So this is kind of the passive part of it. You don't want to take notes. Uh, obviously, if you're in your car, this might be a little bit more difficult, but if you're not, uh, this is where you can find it. And certainly if you're in your car, listen to the show, then uh, you can get back to the office or wherever you're headed and take this opportunity to look at it. That's why we call the Solutions on Demand. We offer it live, but it's also available to you 24 by 7. So if you go there. Now, if you want to be actively involved in the show, um, the best way to do that is call in. And uh, you'll, tr you'll get Tracy, and then what we'll do is we'll have a conversation about the topic, 804-454-1366. That's 804 804- Four five four one three six six. All right. So, what we did last week? Last week's show was basically I closed it out with what I do when I'm doing turnarounds. Now I'm not doing any turnarounds currently uh, because they're just too all encompassing uh, in terms of how much time and energy they take. I'm working now as a fractional executive where I take a piece of the business and I I implement whatever it needs to be done and then I turn it over to somebody who's been trained to run it. So, for example, in Toronto, I'm doing two things. I'm getting their financial shaped up to the point where they can compete for and win these loans, lines of credit, et cetera. And number two, building infrastructure for their company so that they have a better sense of what planned opportunism looks like. In other words, um, if I go out and sell that deal, does that fit into my system? If it doesn't, then maybe we got to pass on it and go after uh, jobs contracts that fit within our system and so i talked about the three things that i do and i would hardly recommend that if you haven't done this in your own business do so baseline to business number one what is your margin and profit of current revenue get a sense of where your costs are get a sense of where your margins are at where it's good or bad and that could be based on products it could be based on services it could be based on customers it could be based on anything but get a good sense of where you stand okay Number two is that if you haven't done any type of process engineering work inside your company, which is our whole focus of season two, then go to season two. There are 13 shows, and I detail there exactly how to do it. But you need to bring all your processes, internal and external processes, under control. And if you do that, then what you'll find is your costs will go down, your, uh, your margins might get better. But even if the margins hold steady, and your costs go down, and obviously you're going to get more profit. My experience is you see a, a reasonably good increase in, in margins and a large drop in cost, and profitability could actually double in some circumstances, okay? That gets me to the third one, and that is to do more business with the same resources with higher margins and profitability. And that is really where our focus is today, because what you have done, as we talked about last week, is that you've looked at your business and said, theoretically, let's say, and I'll just pick even numbers because it's easy to do, we could do a million dollars in our company if we maximize people and resources. But we're only doing $800,000 worth of business. That means we're operating at 80% capacity. That means we have 20% capacity left. That means that, theoretically, there's another $200,000 possible without us investing any money. And the focus of the show is, how do I get that additional $200,000? So as now we, we scroll down, and by the way, uh, I, I don't intend to do this with getting any money. This has to do with a specific focus. So as you follow in the show notes, as you head on down, um, strategically, we're not talking about a long-term plan. Right? I'm talking about you've made a sizable investment in getting the business under control and and improving dollar, you spent your time, you spent your resources time, so you got at least labor hours attached to that. Well, let's now go recoup that money and make some money on the effort. Long-term is a different focus. If you want to talk about doing this long-term, go back to the archive of the podcast, go to season one. That's where a conversation will take you. And so this is all about recouping your investment or getting a return on your investment, um, in the productivity improvements and getting that immediately, immediately in my mind is in a quarter, two or three months. Okay. Now 
you can, you have four options about where to look. And so one option is you sell to your existing offer. You sell, you sell what you currently offer to your current customers. That's option one. Option two is you sell your existing office uh, offer to new accounts. Uh, option three is you sell a new offer, something brand new, new products and service to your existing accounts. And number four, which by, which by the way, these these go up in uh, as we go down the list. They go up in terms of difficulty and cost as uh, you sell a new offer to new accounts. Now, strategically, I may look at all four of those if I'm looking at a year. But tactically, if I'm looking at this in the short term, I'm only going after one, and that's what I highlighted. This is about selling your existing offer to your current customers. And there's several reasons for that. One of them is if I'm going to produce something new, let's say that I go to option two, and I, I sell my offer. I go out and I go beyond who I currently have in my customer base I have just added cost to sales. And so now I'm going to increase the amount of expenditures that I have uh, to go after new accounts. Also, the probability of closing those in a short period of time is a lot less than closing with my existing accounts. And so that is probably one that I don't want to exercise. Um, a new offer means that what I have to do is I have, I don't have necessarily increased number three, it doesn't mean I have an increase in cost sales because I'm selling to existing accounts. That's part of why we put service in with marketing and sales because service is nothing more than selling to your existing accounts. But I've got to produce a new offer. I've got to come up with a new product or service, so I'm going to incur costs there. So in option two, I'm going to increase the cost of sales. In option three, I've got production costs that I'm going to increase. In option four, I'm increasing both. So only number one makes any sense because I've got those accounts. Hopefully, I've got a decent relationship. They're happy with what they're getting from me. And again, it doesn't matter whether I'm selling them things or I'm selling them services. It's all about the experience of doing business with you as they buy and use whatever you've sold them. So I, my focus here is going to simply say, okay, let's look at our customer base and what can we sell to them? So that's where I go down to the next bullet and I say, focus on current accounts and, and basically the place to start is to share your reduction in cost of sales with the customer. So if you don't have the traditionally your cost of sales are between 20 and 25%. If you were to give the customer say a 10% discount, you're not cutting into your margin at all. Um, well, I guess you would be if you could sell it at a higher price. But basically what you're doing is I don't have the cost of sales here, so this is cost I'm not incurring. I'm going to give some of that back. So if your cost of sales is 20% and you give them a 10% discount, you're 10% ahead if you get my logic here. Um, and you can do this also by discounting new sales. So again, understand you're not giving anything away because with the existing accounts, you have good relationships, you've already made the investment in the cost of sales. That is done. Now what you're doing is you're taking advantage of that and you don't have to go out and go through all the marketing and sales activities required to land new accounts. Discounting new sales is that we've also got incredible um, productivity improvements and reduction in cost. It's the same mindset because as you approach hundred percent. Now, none of us are going to get a hundred percent. I would say to you is that if you're at eighty percent, in other words, you could do a million. You're doing eight hundred thousand. I would target nine hundred thousand dollars and say, okay, I'm going to reduce. I'm going to reduce this excess capacity by half. I'm going to produce it nine hundred thousand dollars. And as we talked about last week or last week's show, what I've turned into a complicated math problem. Let's make some. Let's just do some quick math, and I'm doing this in my head to show you how. And this is a tired head this morning. How simple this is. This is not complicated math. Let's say that your your gross margin, your gross gross profit on average is forty percent. So what that means on eight hundred thousand dollars at forty percent is what? 
account, and you can go ahead and do that. So four times eight is 320000 okay? So now, if, in fact, I raise that another 10%, it's not the same percentage because what's going to happen here is that I have already met all of my overhead and most of all my variable costs of production. I only have incremental costs here, so my margin is going to go up substantially here. So I think what we did last week when we did the problem is that we actually realized another extra $40,000 in profitability. Uh, so anyway, if you if you want to take a look at the math, I would recommend that you go back to show 4.10, and we laid that thing out, and you can find that just by going back to show notes for show 10. All right? So you focus on the current accounts, and you do one of two things, or both. One is you share the reduction in the cost of sales uh, with them. Not all of it. You want to keep some because that's going to be a profit increase. Uh, it's ultimately going to be a profit to the business, I should say. And then what you want to do is you want to, because of the greater productivity that you're getting, your cost per unit or your cost per hour, depending upon what you sell again, has gone down. So we're going to offer those discounts to our customers. All right? Now, tactically, how do I do that? And so here's four things that we're going to do on the other side of the break. Uh, we have a hard break here in, a, in about two minutes and some odd seconds. So four things I, I want to investigate. One is I can look at the size of the order that my current customers have, and I say to myself, is there any way that I can increase the size of that order? In other words, when they buy, they buy a little bit more. Option one. Option two is... They're buying in a certain pattern. Let's say they're buying it by month. They're buying every other month. Can I take that down from eight weeks to seven weeks? Is there something I can do to increase the frequency of their purchase? Number three is um, can I upgrade them on what the current offer is? Can I add an enhancement to the current offer. And this typically turns into probably the mo the easiest way of doing that is that if you're doing business with them, especially if you're in a service business, I'm sure there's, that there's things you can add to what they're getting to you and you can kind of do an upsell here. Or number four is you can talk to them about buying in advance. And what buying in advance means is that, for example, if you're dealing with a larger company that is that has a a functional budget, which most small businesses don't have, and we talked about that in season two, uh, then what happens is at the end of the year, they have unspent dollars. Uh, when I worked for the government, when I was in the military, we used to call this fallout money. And uh, fallout money, the reason I got the term fallout money was that it fell out of the sky. You get a call from your program manager saying if you can spend X number of dollars in the next two days, um, then you can have it, and trust me, it's not a boondoggle because you had to have all the paperwork done. It's not something you could have done at the last moment. All right, so with that, I will catch you at the other side of the break. This is Eastman Out for the moment. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump in a White House video says the Democrats are simply playing politics when it comes to opposing him on funding for a border wall. He says they've supported such structures in the past but are opposed to it only because they are opposed to him. U.S. retail sales increased 0.2% in November. Strong sales tied to holiday shopping were there, but they were offset by lower gasoline prices. The Commerce Department says retail sales have climbed overall a solid 5.3% for the year. In November, non-store retail sales jumped 2.3%. The Senate yesterday voted to cut off U.S. military assistance for the Saudi-led war in Yemen. It's retaliation for the killing of a Saudi journalist. And in a separate action, the Senate, by voice vote, said it does believe the Saudi crown prince was responsible for the death of Jamal Khashoggi. The opening bell on Wall Street, the Dow up by 70 points. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. 
For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-607-3551. That's 800-607-3551. 800-607-3551. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. The experienced team of attorneys at Carol Blanton Ferris and Associates are committed to providing you with quality legal services. Whether you need an estate plan, help administering an estate, or elder law assistance, you should give them a call today at 1-866-479-2900. Carol Blanton holds free monthly seminars to educate you on wills, trusts, and other documents like powers of attorney and medical directives. Visit their website at cbflaw.com to find a seminar near you. That's cbflaw.com or call them 1-866-479-2900. And tune in to Carol Blanton Ferris on Raising the Bar, Greater Richmond's premier law talk radio show on the second Wednesday of each month for more information on estate planning. Growth Radio Solutions on Demand Show 4.11, which means it's Chapter 11 of our of our book, Owner as Executive. And the focus of this chapter, this show, is sales equals capacity or capacity equals sales. It does not matter. And what the topic is about is this. You've made a productivity improvements that needed to be made in the business. Now, how do you pay yourself and the company back for the investment of time and perhaps some dollars. So what we were looking at is taking capacity up another 10%, let's say, and then I've got this excess capacity. We can do more work than we're doing. How do I fill that in the short term? Not in the long term, but in the short term, how do I fill that uh, with more sales? And that's where we left it after the break. Now, here's the deal. If you want some assistance or help or you want to discuss this topic, You've got to do one of two things. I recommend you do both, but it's up to you. Uh, first of all, passively, you just follow along the show. You go to growthradio.business or growthradio.biz, and when you get there, um, you'll see our page and obviously uh, our website. Go through that at your leisure, but I would recommend you go over to where it says podcasts, click that, and then at the very top, you see show 4.11, chapter 11, capacity equals sales. I give you a, a brief overview of what we're going to talk about. And right there, you see a link for show notes. If you click that, that takes you over to our blog page and the notes for today's show. Uh, I think that's a minimum. I think you got to do that. Then number two is dial in and you can participate in the conversation, which is 804 454 one three six six. That's eight zero four five four four five four one three six six. See, I had a brain burp. I just had my first brain burp of the day. All right, now where we left this thing off at the break is we talked about <clears throat> that this is a very short-term strategy. Um, we're not talking about anything more than a couple months. And again, the premise is I've got more. I've found more capacity in the firm. I want to sell that because that is great money. That revenue turns into that revenue from this added piece turns into profitability uh, very nicely. And so we're going to focus on selling what we currently make or do or service to our current customer base. Easiest way to do it because the other options, either we got to increase cost of sales because we're trying to go after new accounts, what, what we currently do. 
Or number two is we're going to do new stuff and go after uh, our current accounts, and that's going to increase production costs. Let's not increase the cost of anything. We've already invested it. Let's get our money back. So let's talk about increase the size of the order. And so part of the premise here, uh, and if you're not doing this, I want you to consider, is that everybody who is outward facing toward customers has customer interactions. How well are they looking for upsell opportunities? Okay. So I'm going to take one tack on this. There are a couple. I'm going to take the first one. The second one will be to meet with our, my best accounts and explain what we've just done. So on this thing of uh, our, our outward-facing people, are they looking for sales opportunities? And I talked about in my shout-out at the beginning, my business partner, Greenmark, Stephen Cohen, who also uh, runs a landscape company in the area. Uh, they're very good at this. This is something that they're always doing when they're on a customer property. Not only are they doing quality insurance inspections to make sure that whatever it is that they sold is working for the customer. It is what they promised. The other thing that they're doing is they're looking for opportunities to say, you know, if we did this, if we added this little piece here, this is what would happen. And they look for opportunities to enhance the customer's experience, but also gives them an opportunity um, to look at increasing revenue. And so how do I increase the size of an order would be simply to say to somebody, you know, we've been doing this for for you, with you and in you, whatever the span of time is. And I think what's happening is we're, it's a little short. I think that if you added some to this, I think that it would get the job done. Because a lot of customers who are cost conscious, what they're doing is they're buying the cheapest thing that they can get because they're thinking short term. They're only thinking about the cost of this immediate purchase. They're not thinking longer term. And so what I would do if I'm looking to increase the size of an order, the way I would go about that is I would talk about the long-term cost of what they're doing. In other words, by not making a life cycle type decision, rather than making a an immediate decision on the cost of the product right now or the cost of the service right now, they're costing themselves money long-term. Because it could be that we've got to come back and we've got to service it more often because you're not doing the type of things that need to be done. So I would take the the long view here, and that's what I'd be looking to sell to say, you know, it'll cost you more up front, but here's the cost that it's going to save you down the road. That would be one way I would go with that one. Okay. Now, increase the frequency of the purchase is this probably is going to take an incentive. So rather than taking the long view and looking at the life cycle value, this one here would be, you know, um, we have this pattern, but if you were to buy, if we could, if we could sell this to you earlier, then here's what we could do on pricing, and so we could give you a price advantage. Uh, now it's in service or in production. Uh, th there's an easy explanation here: is that if you're in the production business and you're running something where you're making parts, you're making things that customers buy, you can basically say to them, you know, we have this in inventory. And we're carrying a lot of inventory. If we could sell this quicker, we'll give you a discount on that because we don't have to carry it in inventory as much and it's getting kind of crowded in there. So this could be a sales approach that we could use. And on that one, uh, again, these discounts that you're giving them, because I started off by saying you're probably going to have to come up with some discounting strategy in order to sell that capacity. But understand is that the amount of profit you're making per unit or per hour, depending upon if you sell products and services, is going up. In other words, you've met your nut, you're at break even, you made payroll, uh, the person that's doing this job, you've already paid them for all that they're doing, you're already paying for the equipment or machinery. And so what you're not doing is you're not really discounting. What you're doing is you're reducing the amount of potential increased margin on this particular unit of production or this time of service. And so if we can get them to buy just a little bit quicker, you know, so if let's say they buy every three weeks and I'm looking at a quarter, uh, that's basically they're buying four times over the quarter. Can I get them to buy five times? That's where I want to go there. Okay. A third one, 
And this is where really great customer service comes in. And in a way, it was what I was talking about earlier with looking for other sales opportunities, is that maybe what's been happening is they bought our bottom offer, our basic offer. You know, I, you know, all of us come up with our different strategies. You know, you got your your bronze, your silver, your gold, your platinum offers. You got your basic. You got your advanced. I don't care how you word it, but typically what we do is we have baseline products and services, and then we have enhanced products and services. How do I get them to upgrade? And it's kind of the same argument we made earlier is that, you know, you're buying the basic package, but here's some of the things that are not happening. So you're not getting, you're not taking advantage of the full offer. I mean, we do this on the coaching side. We have, um, we offer a couple coaching services. Uh, one is a basic package where, where it's on demand call. So for $99 a month, if you want, to have myself or a number, a, a member of our team uh, helping you as the business owner deal with a problem for $99 a month, you can call in. And what we give you is basically on demand. You call in and within an hour or two, if we're not available at that moment, we'll call you back and say, okay, how can I help you? Uh, we have another package, which is a, uh, a growth package uh, that we sell for $295. And at this one is we put together a joint plan. See, in the first one, I'm just responding to what's hot with you. In the second one, we put together a plan of attack on how to grow your company. And I will sell, sell, uh, send you templates or do-it-yourself methodologies where you do the work, I'll look at it, give you feedback, you implement it. So basically, you're doing all the work. The third one is a peak package, and that's around 500 bucks a month. And then this one here is kind of a shared load and where I'm doing some of the work, sending it to you, you're looking at it, sending it back. Uh, and then our top level is fractional executive where I'm doing all the work. So I've got somebody who is in the, in the business growth package and they're doing all the work. And what's happening is we're getting behind in the schedule. In other words, they wanted to get to a certain point at the end of this three month or six month period and they're not getting there. Well, that would be a perfect opportunity to come in and say, look, here's a problem. You don't have the time to devote to this in order to get there. And if you look at this improvement, this improvement's worth tens of thousands of dollars to your company. Increase it, increase the package from where you're at right now, pay another $200 a month, and we'll do some of the work for you so you'll get there on time. So for Let's say it's $200 over six months for a $1,200 increase. Um, you'll get that $30 or $40,000 that we're targeting. Otherwise, if, if the pattern continues with how we're working right now, is that in six months you're not going to be there and you're going to be disappointed, and we tried to help. And so here's an opportunity here to take a look at how they're using the product or service and offering an upgrade. And we do a lot of upgrades. A lot of our uh, on-demand calling turns into our – our, uh, our growth package and a lot of our growth packages turned into our peak performance and on our peak performance turns into fractional executive uh, simply because a lot of times people underestimate if it's asking for a time investment what it takes now you get the point I'm raising here is that you should have tiered your products and service offer if you haven't consider this and that people will buy the basic if that's where you want to start sell them the basic, and then as they experience it, you can say, you know what, for the additional piece, this is what it will save you. So it's a different way of looking at what the life cycle of this is. And a fourth one is a buy in advance, okay, because what happens here sometimes is that they don't have the ability to store anything. Um, and so let's take products and services and separate those out. And on the product side, is that they may not have the ability to inventory. So what I'm willing to do is that if you buy in advance, I will go ahead and I will put your finished goods in my finished goods inventory, and I'll act as a warehouse for you so that when you need it, you actually have it. Because a lot of times you come in at the last moment on an offer and say, look, we need 100 of this, or we need 1,000 of this. And quite frankly, we don't have it in inventory because we don't. We basically don't make stuff that we haven't sold, and because of the production schedule, I, I can't stop the line and stick you in and, and turn it around in a day or two. 
Now, it's the same thing true if you're selling services, because, in fact, selling services is an interesting issue, um, because really what you're selling is calendar time. And the challenge you have with service is it's much more difficult to run a service-based business when you're selling time than it is a product-based business where you're selling things. Here's why. And that is if I'm selling things and they're not selling and I've got them in inventory, let's say I'm not running a, uh, a demand system or a pull system, but I'm, I'm making it and then trying to sell it, it's sitting there, and if I need to get rid of it, I can have a sale. Now, on the other hand, if you're selling services, which is really time, imagine calling a customer up and saying, I'm going to give you a discount. I'll tell you what, I'll give you half price on last week. And now just contemplate that for a second. How well are you going to sell last week? And the answer is, you can't. I I have yet to figure it out after almost 40 years of being in the consulting business. I've yet to figure out how to sell time that has perished. A time when you're selling services, you're basically managing calendars is really the core part of your business, and you cannot sell time that has passed. It's perishable. It's like milk. It's gone bad. And so what you do here is you sell access to your calendar to say, look, here's the thing I'd like to do. Uh, you know, last year we did, or this year we did so much business together is kind of the hours is what it took. We are getting incredibly busy. The business is growing. Since you're a great customer and we got a relationship, here's what I'd like to do is I'd like to be able to reserve next year and basically sell you calendar time and I'll give you a discount in that if you make a commitment for those calendar days for us to come in and service your business or us to come in and do consulting or you know, whatever it is that you're selling, if you're willing to make that purchase today, I'll lock that down and you'll have access to it and I'll give you a discount on it if you buy it in advance. And I have sold a lot of consulting and training and coaching by getting people to do that because my calendar is in demand. And I am not usually that available. If somebody was to call and say, hey, I want you to help my business, and I need 10 hours next week. Next week may be possible because we're close to Christmas, but if you said, I need uh, 20 hours in January, um, I'm thinking to myself, I wouldn't say it to you as the customer, but I'm thinking to myself, good luck with that because I'm pretty much blocked out. So those are four ways that you can do this. So let's go back to the original premise. Last week we talked about how to uh, identify where there's excess capacity and get it. And that is really not only a focus of last week, that is a focus of season two. Season two has got 13 shows. It relays the whole thing to you in terms of how do you get that done. Once I've done that and I've got the excess capacity, I want to repay myself for the investment of time and resources as well as add good dollars to the bottom line, increase my profitability, Okay. Well, this is better margin business, and why is it better margin business? Because of the options available to us, we're not we're not going to sell something new to new people because we got the double whammy of cost of sales to new people and making new things. We're not going to sell a new offer, a new something new to our existing accounts because I've got the added cost of making it. I'm not going to sell uh, what I currently make to new customers because then I have the cost of sales. So if that's the option. Of the four things available, only one of the options works, and that is I'm going to sell what we currently do to our current customers. That's the only way that I'm going to get quick dollars. And that the way that I can do that is figure out how to increase the size of the current orders that they're that they're uh, buying in those lots. And we can I can do it on volume pricing. Uh, there's lots of things that I can do here, but you focus because. I don't know your company. If you were to call in at 804-454-1366, that's 804-454-1366, I knew what you were selling. I could tell you how to increase the size of the order. You're a smart person. You run your own company. Uh, you can figure it out. Number two is you increase the frequency of purchase. I look at the pattern of purchasing over the year, and I simply say to myself, if they bought one week earlier, if we service them one week earlier, or we collapse the time between service visits 
by one week. At the end of the year, we've added how much? Okay, I'm not going to do the math right now, but you get the point. I want to increase the frequency of how people purchase. Number three is I want to take a look at the products and services they're currently buying and to see if there's a way of upgrading. And if you have not tiered your product and service offer, then stop here and think about it. Uh, because maybe one of the ways that you can go about this, by the way, when I say tier it, I'm not talking about doing anything new. I'm talking about doing enhancements. Um, stop here, figure this out, tell everybody that they're, what, what package they're basically buying if you hadn't tiered it in the past and say, hey, you're, you're basically in our basic package and we have an upgrade here. It costs a little bit more, but here's what it does and the long-term saves you money. And as long as you're talking about impact that your product or service has on their business and you're looking at the entire life of whatever it is that you sell then buying earlier and better will turn out to be more profitable to them in the long term if it's not true then you haven't done your homework because one of the things about sales we talked about in season one is simply this uh you're not what you're doing is you're providing a service people have problems you're providing solutions. All sales is is matching solutions to problems. That's all sales is. And if you're trying to sell something to somebody that they don't have that problem, uh, that's why sales has a bad name or a bad reputation. Uh, that's not what we're talking about here. Okay, and then finally, you can use the issue of buying in advance is that they can reserve production space. They can reserve uh, inventory and fixed goods uh, in your fixed goods inventory area. Or they can buy calendar in advance and lock it down. And part of that will help you in the sales process because if you say to them, look, we're incredibly busy, what does that say about you and your business? We're doing well. People don't want to work with a turkey. They don't want to work with a loser. And so you're saying that the business is growing. We're very, very busy. However, we want to honor our commitments to the people who have been loyal to us. So we're going to be loyal to you. I want to lock down your dates. I don't want to get in any scheduling conflicts with what your needs are. And so whether that is, can we plan better? Um, can we get great uh, earlier notification on what you need and when you need it? Can we reserve time? That's where I want to take that conversation. Now, it could be with one with a client, you get one of these. could be with a client, you get two of these. It could be with a client, you get all four. But the magic of this is that all your fixed costs should have been wiped out already. There's no more fixed cost attached, really, to this added production, this added sale. And so it is coming to you at a much higher rate, all right? And so that's where your money is. All right, so before I close the show out and talk about next week, and next week I'm excited about because, one, I'm not on the road next week, and number two is that this is going to take um, – a lot of work uh, in the interim between now and next Friday because what we're going to be talking about is have you ever considered an employee buyout because we're f focusing it on how do you intend to get out of the business. But I want I wanted just to highlight some resources we got available to you because solutions on demand means that we provide you the tools that you need. So if you go to growthradio.biz, growthradio.biz, then what you'll find here is on our homepage, talks a little bit about the company and what we do, okay, how you can listen to the show, uh, sign up. Um, I'd heartily recommend that if you would like to have advanced notice of what we're doing is that um, join the Growth Works community. And what, what does that really mean? That community is we won't send you any spam. All we'll do is we'll say, hey, here's the programming we've got coming out this week, and it could be what we call terrestrial programming, which is uh, this radio show on uh, 820 or 92.7. It could be our Internet program on our Internet station, or it could be on shortwave, and we are broadcasting around the world. And so you would get notifications, so, gee, I'm interested in that. I can listen to it. And, of course, everything that we do has a podcast uh, attached to it. And so what you could get is that uh, you could then – Go to SoundCloud and download it, and then you go to our show notes, and that's the second one, and you can get the show notes. And so what you got is basically the materials. So I'm telling you what to do. 
here every week for an hour. And all you've got to do is download and do it. Now, here's my experience is that you typically don't have the time to get it done, and that's why I don't fear about people ripping us off. Uh, besides, I can invent and create stuff faster than you can steal. Uh, so that's what you'll find on the homepage. On the uh, About Us page, we have just some basic information about the GrowthWorks company, about our mission, that some of the people that are our players, and uh, et cetera. And that'll also give you access to our SoundCloud programming. You'll see there, I'm not going to take you through all those, but you can see through the different uh, uh, radio uh, transmission. And the reason that we're using radio, uh, our, our purpose behind using radio is an existing medium. And the challenge with video, not that we don't do videos, we're not doing a Facebook Live today, but we typically do, is that in order to, to you've got to watch a video. And therefore, you're distracted. Therefore, it's affecting work time. We like to do things on audio because you can listen to it in the background. And SoundCloud's got an app. So if you uh, download the SoundCloud uh, app for your uh, iPhone or if you're a mobile device, doesn't matter what it is, Android or Windows or uh, Apple, you can listen to the shows. Let's talk. If you want to start the conversation with me, one is you can give me an email address. And I will then get a hold of you and set up a call. Or even better, if you go down and you hit the book me uh, tab. And what that will do is that will take you to a calendar where you can actually book some time. And uh, next week, I have some time. Christmas week, not so much. Between Christmas and New Year's, not too bad. January, uh, we're going to be rocking. So, But here's an opportunity to say, give me a call. I want to talk to you for 30 minutes. Now, on resources... Uh, you have here Growth Work News. If you click that, uh, that'll take you to a news aggregator site that we use. And I use it as basically my system to determine what is the news going on today. The blog, if you click that, that'll take you to our blog site. By the way, the URL for our blog site, if you want to get there directly, is Owner Life. And let me spell it because we misspelled it on purpose. It's O-W-N-R dot L-I-F-E, Owner Life. Because if you're not a business owner, you don't get it. And if you are a business owner, you totally understand what life is like. And then on our latest products, I think what we have here is what whatever tools will help us uh, with the show. And right now, we have a survey that a lot of you took earlier in the year called Who Are You? And if you go there, it'll give you a sense for your entrepreneurial competencies for the task ahead of you. Then under the Growth Work Tools, you'll find the latest download. Now, what I have up there right now is a, is a paper that I wrote on measurement, which is the core of what we do. And if you look at the process, I talked about how we do turnaround. Um, basically, the way we look at a company is we get processes under control. We write standard operating procedures for the process, so you standardize how it's done. You write position descriptions for based upon the SOPs, what people are supposed to do. And then finally, you conclude the whole thing with how do you measure it. So with that... You have yourself a great week. Uh, check out the website, check out our resources, and I'll see you next Friday. It's been out. Where is the best news and talk? AM 820 WNTW Chester is the answer.